Jets win in overtime. He's got him. He's got him. Tyreek Hill. Fournette. Touchdown. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. Off the Bench Podcast, episode number four. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you're having a great day. If you have any questions, I will answer them at the end of each episode. Make sure to send them in to either our Instagram at Off the Bench Podcast, comment them on our YouTube channel, Off the Bench Podcast, or email them to Off the Bench Podcast 34 at gmail.com. As you can see for the thumbnail on both Spotify and YouTube, it is different. I have gotten a lot of requests from people not really requests, I guess questions asking, are you going to have a camera? Why is the picture the same every time? So I decided I'll make a thumbnail. It's pretty low key. Uh, Really my first experience with editing photos and trying to make a thumbnail. So this is my first go at it. It, I think it looks all right, but it'll get better as the episodes go on. But I definitely like it a lot more than just having the logo for the pod as the cover. So if you're wondering why it's different, that's my answer to that. All right, let's get on to the games. Thanksgiving Thursday, Turkey Day. I hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving. Kicked it off with the Bills at the Lions. The Bills win 28-25. Tyler Bass walk-off field goal. The Lions looked really good, though. I thought they had the game in the bag, but they had that third and one. They threw an incomplete pass. I thought they should have ran it. Powered it in with Jamal Williams. I think they could have scored there. If they scored a touchdown there, game's over. But they opt to go for the field goal, and Josh Allen pulls a little Patrick Mahomes, I guess you could call it, drives down the field a short amount of time, and sets up a game-winning field goal. Next, we have the Giants at the Cowboys. The Cowboys win 28-20. This game was back and forth by these two division rivals. This is a very competitive game because this could have determined if either team makes it into the playoffs or not. As for Saquon, he only had 39 rushing yards on 11 attempts. Not too great of a day. He did get a touchdown, though. But you saw how the Cowboys running back tandem continued to be good and dominate on the offensive end. And the Cowboys defense stepped up when they had to. Then we had the Patriots and Vikings Thursday night. The Vikings won 33-26. This one was exciting. Justin Jefferson, nine receptions, 139 yards, and a touchdown. He had that incredible catch late in the game. These were both good games by both Kirk Cousins and Mac Jones. Both played really well. And the Patriots, although they lose here, they are trying to sneak into the playoffs in the wild card spot, but they are in a very competitive division in the AFC East. For Sunday, Buccaneers at the Browns. The Browns win 23-17 overtime. We saw Miles Garrett play incredible. Nick Chubb also played really good. Game-winning touchdown. They both carried the Browns in this one. They are getting Deshaun Watson back next week against the Texans, which could be big for them. Who knows if he'll have an immediate impact just because he hasn't played in nearly two years. Um, Also, not a great game by the box. I thought the box could have played a lot better. And it's Tom Brady's first ever loss when leading by seven or more points. That brings the Bucs down to five and six, but they're still first place in their division, which is very interesting. We'll take a look at that later. Bengals at the Titans, a rematch last year from the playoffs. The Bengals win this one 2016, a close win like last year. Also a good game like last year. Joe Mixon didn't play. Samaj Preen filled in for him. He played really well. Derrick Henry only had 38 rushing yards, but he also led the Titans with 78 receiving yards. Overall, a great game. Bengals might get Jamar Chase back next week. We'll see about that. 
Texans at the Dolphins. This one went how we all expected. Dolphins win 30 to 15. They were up 30 to nothing at halftime. They let off the gas in the second half. This puts the Dolphins in first place in the AFC East. Actually, I think they were already in first place before, so it keeps them up there. And Texans, they haven't been good all year. They are projected the first overall pick. We'll see when the draft comes by what they're planning to do with that. Maybe go quarterback? I would think so. Bears at the Jets. Jets win 31-10. to Mike White, great game. 315 yards, three touchdowns. He threw two to Garrett Wilson, one to Elijah Moore. Everyone's saying he revived Elijah Moore. Elijah Moore thrives with Mike White. Zach Wilson was not the backup. He was a healthy scratch. He was on the bench in a hoodie and sweatpants. He did not look very amused on the bench from different clips that I saw. Mike White also showed why he should be the starter. 149.3 QBR, but he does have a test next week against the Vikings. That will be a real test for him. And if you see in the cover, or the thumbnail, excuse me, I really have a Zach Wilson jersey. I flipped the camera so the two kind of looks like a five because it's Mike White season, baby. Let's go. All right, Falcons at the Commanders. <laughs> the Commanders win 19-13. Marcus Mariota throws the game, losing interception in the end zone. Taylor Heineke is showing why he should be the starter. I've said that, or we talked about it last week, Tyler and I. I think the job is his now, even when Wentz is back. Um, as for the run game, Brian Robinson led the run game with Antonio Gibson. That seems to change every other week. And the Falcons, they're... I believe they're now second in the division behind the box. They need to win some games if they want to get into the playoffs, but I don't think that's going to happen. We have the Broncos at the Panthers next. Panthers win 23-10. Old Sammy Darnold steps up, leads the Panthers as a starting quarterback. He threw for a touchdown. He also ran in for a touchdown. Deontay Foreman, 113 rushing yards. The Broncos, I don't know what's going on there. They have nothing under control. We saw one of the defensive players go up and yell at Russ in the middle of the game on the sideline. Everyone's talking about that. Who knows what he says? Probably not anything nice. The Broncos, they're way below their preseason expectations. Everyone thought they, were gonna, they could have made the run for the division. They could be in the playoffs as wildcard team. They're, I think they hold a top 10 pick right now, and it's not even theirs. It's going to Seattle. So that stinks for them. Ravens at the Jaguars. Jags win 28-27. This was a game I talked about last week. I I had the Jags upsetting them, and it happened in the last minute. Or maybe it was the last few minutes. It was right at the end of the game. They have the game-winning two-point conversion. And Justin Tucker for the Ravens missed a 67-yard field goal for the win. I thought he had the leg for it, but it turns out it was just a little short. Ravens lose. Blow yet another lead. I think that's the fourth lead that they've blown this season, if I'm not mistaken. Travis Etienne got hurt. I don't think he'll miss time, though. Not that severe of an injury. But the Ravens do still hold on to first place of the AFC North. And <clears throat> if they want to win, go to the playoffs, they have to win the division. Next, the Chargers at the Cardinals. Chargers win 25-24 on another game-winning two-point conversion with 15 seconds left. Risky call by Brandon Staley, but that's how... He is. That's how that team rolls. A lot of people are saying analytics. I don't know if it was analytics. Staley coaches a lot based on analytics. But that one right there, you saw the defense really wasn't holding it up well. I don't think they could have taken or could have won the game in overtime against the Cardinals. So that's why they went for two. 
Herbert, 274 yards, three touchdowns. DeAndre Carter, leading wide receiver, seven catches, 73 yards, and a touchdown. You had James Conner for the Cardinals, 120 rushing yards and receiving touchdown. Cardinals, I don't know what they're trying to do, really. Cliff Kingsbury, I believe, is in the hot seat. Who knows what they're going to do in the offseason. Raiders at the Seahawks. This was the game of the week for sure. Raiders win 40-34 to in overtime. Josh Jacobs, 229 rushing yards, two touchdowns, 74 receiving yards, and he had the game-winning touchdown in overtime, 86-yard touchdown. He's a beast. He is incredible. The Raiders are starting to look better. They've started to pick up some slack. They didn't look good in the beginning of the year. Now they're playing great. Seahawks also played well. This is a good game by both teams. It's just the Raiders ended up winning in the end. Again, Josh Jacobs. I can't believe it. Rams at the Chiefs. Chiefs win this one 26-10. Matt Stafford out. Bryce Perkins in as the starter for the Rams. And he clearly struggled. This was the fifth straight loss for the Rams. Not looking good for the defending Super Bowl champions. Mahomes played good. Isaiah Pacheco stepping up. He's... I think he could be the starter for the rest of the year, even when Clyde Edwards-Alaire comes back. Next week, we have the Chiefs at the Bengals. We'll talk more about that game later and what to expect from that. Saints at the 49ers. Niners win 13 to nothing. I didn't think it was a very exciting game, but this win keeps Niners in first place of their division, the NFC West, and this puts the Saints in last place in the NFC South. Tyler and I were right about this one. The Niners defense held Camara to the low yards. Olave played okay, but... They didn't score. The Niners defense did their job in this one. Sunday night, the Packers were at the Eagles. This game was very exciting from the start. Eagles went 40-33. to Jalen Hurts, 157 rushing yards, also with 153 passing yards, two touchdowns. The Eagles total on offense, they had 363 rushing yards, 516 total yards on offense. Incredible. Aaron Rodgers, two interceptions. He left the game. He was hurt. Who knows if he'll miss time. Maybe Jordan Love will have to step in and start. He did look good when he stepped in. Everyone was saying he looked good. He had that 64-yard pass to Christian Watson. Speaking of Christian Watson, he's looking like he's a wide receiver one for the Packers. The rookie, he's been playing great. And also a fun fact for the Eagles. Actually, shout out to my cousin Elias for giving me this one. Jake Elliott breaks the franchise record for the most 50-yard career field goals at 17. Thank you, Elias, for that. Fun fact, Monday night, Steelers at the Colts. This game, I think it was more exciting than we all anticipated. Steelers went 24-17. They were up 16-3 at halftime, but the Colts made a second-half comeback, but they came up short. Najee, left, Najee Harris left the first half uh, with an injury. They are calling it an abdomen injury. He didn't play the second half. Who knows if he'll miss time. As for Matt Ryan... I think this was a little bit of a concerning game for him. He had the pick on the opening drive and lost the fumble at the goal line. That's a missed scoring opportunity. But as for both teams, they are looking to finish both their seasons strong, maybe even with a winning record. If they win out, I don't know. But you know what? Anything can happen. I wouldn't count it out. Moving on to the fantasy performers of the week, the top fantasy performers of the week in the quarterback category. Josh Allen, 29.92 PPR. Jalen Hurts, 29.82. Those 157 rushing yards really helped. Justin Herbert, 28.76. You had Kyler Murray, 25.24. Trevor Lawrence, 24.94. And Mr. 
Mike White, 24.8, stepping up for the Jets. For the running backs, obviously we know number one is Josh Jacobs, 48.3, incredible game by him. He's the real deal. Miles Sanders, 31. He brought in two touchdowns and over 100 rushing yards in the Sunday night game. Austin Eckler, 25. He's been putting that up pretty much every game this year. Very consistent. James Conner, 21. Brian Robinson, 20.5. And you had Jamichael Hasty of the Jaguars, 20.5. He came in once Travis Etienne got hurt. That Very good for him. Good for Jamichael Hasty. For the wide receivers, Jay Jettas, 29.34. Chris Godwin, 29.0. Amon Ross St. Brown, 27.9. Zay Jones of the Jaguars, 27.5. Garrett Wilson of the New York Jets, looking to get another Pepsi Rookie of the Week. Bell, I think he's going to get it. 26.4. For the tight ends, Dalton Schultz led him with 19.1. You're Josh Oliver of Baltimore, the backup, I believe. 17.6. And Mr. Travis Kelsey, 15.7. I don't think he's had game under 15 this year. I may be wrong, but he's he's the best in the league. For the defenses, Miami defense, 20. Big game from them. And for the kickers, Nick Folk, 15. Justin Tucker, 14. Harrison Bucker, 14. Three of the top kickers. Not a surprise from them. Moving on to the news, predictions, and hot takes segment of the show. As I mentioned before, Aaron Rodgers left the Sunday night game early. They're calling it a rib injury. Who knows if he'll miss time. They're saying he probably won't, but hey, you know, anything's possible. If he does miss time, that means Jordan Love will start. And from him coming in in the Sunday night game, he did not look too bad. In previous appearances for Jordan Love, including last year, I believe it was last year, was it last year against the Chiefs? It was either last year or two years ago. He did not look great. They took him in the first round years ago, thinking maybe he's the replacement for Aaron Rodgers. But in the moments before when he got to see the field, he didn't play that great. But then Sunday night, he looked great. Who knows? If he plays, maybe he'll be, I don't know. It, we'll have to see next week and see if Aaron Rodgers plays. The Jets with Mike White starting instead of Zach Wilson, they looked really good against the Bears, although they are the Bears. But still, I I believe if Zach Wilson was playing that game, I think the Jets would have probably played down to the Bears' level. Um, you saw, I, I mentioned it before with Elijah Moore, Mike White found him. He was giving him a lot of balls. He caught a lot of them. He scored one. Elijah Moore, who wanted to get traded from the team earlier this year, looked like he was having a blast out on the field with Mike White throwing it to him. Garrett Wilson, two touchdowns. He's going to be a star in a few years, maybe even next year. But next week versus Minnesota, they're, I believe they're going to roll with Mike White again, obviously, who won it after this great week. That's going to be a real test. Really, it's going to be... the. Uh, I think it's going to be the Vikings offense versus the Jets defense. You have Jefferson against Sauce. That's going to be a matchup everyone wants to watch. But back to the quarterback situation. Is it too early to speculate a Zach Wilson trade? Yes, they took him two year, last year, not two years ago. Last year, it's his second year in the league. They took him second overall. He has not played to the level that they wanted to play at. He's not playing at the level that a second overall pick would play at. Maybe they trade him. I don't know, but I think it's too early. I, it might be a little too early to speculate that, but these next few weeks, 
It all, it's all on Mike White. If Mike White plays good, Zach Wilson might be out. If not, then the Jets have something to figure out at the quarterback situation. Darno Mooney may have a season-ending season ankle injury. He is seeking a second opinion, though. He suffered that against the Jets. But if he is out for the rest of the year, that means Chase Claypool, the deadline acquisition for the Bears, will be the wide receiver one. And that will be interesting for him and for Justin Fields. Hey, may, is he going to play next week? I don't know. Allen Robinson is done for the year with a foot injury. That doesn't help the Rams at all. They're struggling already. So losing another wide receiver that they acquired this past offseason doesn't help. I think he's played below expectations for this year. And it is a loss to the already shorthanded Rams receiving core. Cups out. Now Robinson's out. So really you're rolling with Van Jefferson, Skrwanek, Higby. I mean, even last week you saw how little Perkins threw the ball. So the Rams aren't looking too good with that. The ETN, Travis Etienne's injury isn't serious. He should be back next week. That's great news for everyone. Here's a prediction. I think the Cardinals will fire Cliff Kingsbury after this year. I did talk about that before. Seems like there's a little bit of a, what do you want to call it? A little bit of a, I don't know the word for it, but there's not great, I see, I can't even think of the word. There's tension. There's ten, That's the word. There's tension in the Cardinals locker room. There's tension in the Cardinals front office. This is supposed to be a talented team. They're supposed to be going to the playoffs. You got Kyler Murray, who's great. James Conner, who played great last year. Now you got D-Hop back. You got Robbie Anderson at the deadline. You have A.J. Green. You have Hollywood Brown. Don't forget about him. You have a great defense. But what's going on? I don't know why they're not winning games. Is it because of Cliff Kingsbury? I think so. That's why I think they're going to fire him at the end of this year. I think it's time for a change in Arizona. He he was Mahomes' coach in Texas Tech in college, and he looked great. That I don't know why so quickly he got a, a job in the NFL. I think maybe office of coordinator job. It's it's a tough jump to go from college head coach to the NFL head coach. We've seen that a lot with different coaches. So maybe I think they should fire him. Maybe he'll find a offensive coordinator type roles he'll definitely find one somewhere else in the league but I don't think head coach really fits him right now another prediction I think the Giants I'm sorry to all you Giants fans they're gonna finish last in their division the NFC East here's why they just lost to the Cowboys it doesn't help their case the commanders are a surprise to everyone they are hot right now they are really hot they're playing really good the Eagles and the Cowboys are playing like Super Bowl contenders. And as we've seen in recent games and in the games at the beginning of the year, when the Giants win, it's because of Saquon. Saquon carries their offense. Recently, he is, or even last game, 38 rushing yards. He needs to put up at least 120 for them to win games. And Daniel Jones, this is his uh, deciding year. Well, not his decide. It's not his decision. Front office decision. He's on the fifth year of his contract. So who knows? Maybe they go for a quarterback next draft, depending on how this season ends. And for the hot take of the week, this is regarding the Washington Commanders. I believe that the Commanders will trade Carson Wentz after this season. This will be Carson Wentz's fourth team in four years, right? Eagles, Colts, Commanders, and then if they trade him, fourth team, yep. Heineke's been playing really good. Um, he played all right last year. I mean, yeah, they they uh, finished below expectations and... 
how they played in 2020 when they made it to the playoffs. So maybe that's why they went after Wentz. But now Heineke decides, like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm the man. He's playing great. I love Heineke. He's a dog. The Commanders have won five of their last six games. They're currently sitting at 7-5. But if the Commanders are to trade Carson Wentz, it all depends on how Taylor Heineke finishes the year out. All right, now we'll move on to the predictions for Week 12, Thursday night, AFC East Divisional game. This is huge. Bills at the Patriots. I'm going to take the Bills. Last year, I remember, was it on a? Th- it might have been on a Thursday night when crazy wind. I don't think each team threw under 10 passes. It was that crazy game. I think this game is going to be close, like that was. Not like the playoff game last year when the Bills blew them out. I think this game will be close. Ramondre Stevenson could be in for a big game. He's been playing great, and now Damian Harris is hurt again, so Ramondre's number one. But I do see the Bills' defense doing most of the work to win this game. Patriots' defense has been great this year. Bills' offense has been great. I think I don't think either one will overcome each other. I think they're going to be right meet right in the middle. So for the Bills to win this one, their defense has to step up. All right, moving on to Sunday's games. First, we got the Steelers at the Falcons. This one, I'm going to take the Steelers. I think their young offensive core, Kenny Pickett, you got Najee Harris if he plays, you got George Pickens, I love Pat Fryermuth, he's in there too. I think they'll do good against Falcons defense, who's really struggled all year. And also I think the Pittsburgh defense will be able to handle the run-heavy Atlanta offense. After that, Packers at the Bears, I'm taking the Packers. Aaron Rodgers is questionable, maybe Jordan Love steps in. Will Justin Fields play? I don't know. We'll see later in the week. But I think in this game, Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, I think they will both have big games. All right, next we got the Jaguars at the Lions. I'm going to take the Lions in this one. I think this one will be a close game. I hate to talk about previous games, but the Lions did almost just beat the Buffalo Bills. But I do expect a big game from Amon Ross and Brown. He's been playing good since coming off his injury. Again, this one will be a close game. Next, Jets at the Vikings. I'm gonna sound biased. I've I've said this before. I'm a Jets fan. I'm a, obviously I'm biased towards them. I try to be as unbiased as possible. But I'm gonna take the Jets in this one, and here's why. First of all, you have one of the top matchups in the year on offense and defense. You have Justin Jefferson, arguably the top wide receiver in the league, versus Mr. Ahmad Sauce Gardner, who is ranked number one. He's the number one cornerback by PFF. He has been locking up receivers all year long. He's been doing his job for the Jets. This is going to be a battle between them. I think Sauce will get the best of Jettas. Two young players, two very exciting players to watch. This will be one that everyone will be watching. This is also a heat check game for Mike White, who is stepping in as the starter for the Jets. He was a one-hit wonder last year against the Bengals. Right, his jersey's in the Hall of Fame. He had an incredible game against them. He had a great game last week. Now everyone's hopping back on the Mike White train, including me. I'm on the Mike White train. I'm rooting for him. I think he's going to play good in this game. And like I said before, the real battle in this game will be between the Vikings offense, who's been incredible this year, and the Jets defense, who have also been incredible this year. This, I think, will be the game of the week, the game that everyone should watch. Next, Commanders at the Giants. I'm taking the Commanders. Like I said before, that division is competitive in terms of playoff spots. So the Commanders will win this one. I think think it's going to be close. The Commanders are hot. They're on a three-game win streak. 
Daniel Jones does need to step up if the Giants want to win, and Saquon's got to put up at least 120 yards if the Giants are going to win this game. Next, Titans at Eagles. A.J. Brown revenge game against his former team. I'm taking the Eagles. I think A.J. Brown's going to have a big game in this one. Revenge tour for A.J. Brown right now. Revenge game. I'm saying 100 plus yards for A.J. Brown. I think this game will be close in the beginning, but I think either in the third <clears throat> third or fourth quarter, Eagles are going to pull away and win. And I think the Philly defense should be able to contain Derrick Henry, who's been a beast all year. And that will be very impressive if they do. Next, Broncos at the Ravens. I'm taking the Ravens. Even though the Ravens, they've lost a lot of games this year from being up. Last week was a tough one, too. It was close. But Broncos got blown out by the Panthers last week, who have been <clears throat> very, not even mediocre. They haven't been great this year. So not a good look for the Broncos. I do think Lamar will run a lot this game, even or because of the good Denver secondary, who will be taking away Mark Andrews, DuVernay, Demarcus Robinson, all his reliable receivers. I'm going to say Lamar over 70 rushing yards this game, and we'll get to that later in the newest segment of the pod after the predictions. Browns at the Texans. I'm taking the Browns. This is Deshaun Watson's revenge game against his former team. I think with Deshaun back, Amari Cooper is poised to have a huge game, as well as Nick Chubb. <clears throat> I think this is going to be a blowout. Texans have struggled all year. Even against the Browns, who have been okay, I think the Texans are going to lose by a lot. Seahawks at the Rams, divisional game. Taking the Seahawks. The Rams are struggling without Stafford Cup, and now Allen Robinson's out for the year. If Perkins plays again, they're not going to win. I think Kenneth Walker, <clears throat> K9, is going to have a great game. He's going to have a big game, maybe two touchdowns. I don't know. But I think he's going to have a great game. Dolphins at the 49ers. I'm taking the Dolphins. You have Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson, the running back two on the Dolphins, playing against their former team, the 49ers. This could also be the game of the week, along with the Jets-Vikings. Both these teams are great all-around teams. I think they're both Super Bowl contenders. This will come down to the very end. I think it's going to be a good game. Like how the Dolphins-Ravens was, just not anyone really coming back. I think it's going to be high scoring. Great game overall, but I'm taking the Dolphins to this one. Chiefs at the Bengals. I'm going to take the Bengals at home. Jamar Chase, I think, is going to play this week. Remember last year, he had three touchdowns against the Chiefs. That was big. I Personally, I loved it. He That was the reason why I loved, won my fantasy league. Thank you, Jamar. But I think the Chiefs defense, I think they're going to struggle against the Bengals offense, who have a lot of weapons. I think this game will also be very close. Definitely high scoring. I would take the over in this game. Again, we'll get to that later. Colts at the Cowboys Sunday night. I'm taking the boys. Weedham boys. They're going to smoke the Colts. <clears throat> I don't think it's going to be close. I think Pollard's in for a big game. I think Jonathan Taylor will struggle this game against good Cowboys defense. And then Monday night, you have the Saints at the box. I'm taking the Saints. I feel like the Saints have won every single game that they've played against the box in recent time. The Bucs have struggled against the Saints. <clears throat> I think this game's going to be close, but it's going to be low scoring. All right, we're moving on to the newest segment of the podcast. <clears throat> Starting this week and from every week on now, we have the locks of the week. Here's number one. I think I'm going to do, I believe I'm going to do at least three each week. This week, we're only going to start off with three. Maybe we get into more as time goes on. For all you sports bettors out there, listen up. <clears throat> 
Lamar, over 70 rushing yards against the Broncos. Broncos have a great secondary. They're going to take away a lot of his passing options. He's going to have to run the ball a lot. 70, over 70 rushing yards for Lamar. Next, Bengals at the Chiefs, or Bengals versus Chiefs, over 52 points. These are two high-octane offenses with two subpar defenses. Expect a lot of points to be scored, and the games between these two teams are always close. It's going to be high-scoring. Take the over 52 points. And the final one is Tony Pollard, anytime touchdown. He has been explosive for the Cowboys they're playing against the Colts Sunday night. I think he's in for a touchdown. Hammer that. So just to summarize, we've got Lamar over 70 rushing yards. Bengals Chiefs over 52 points. Tony Pollard anytime touchdown. Locks of the week. Moving on to the question segment. We have two this week. First one. Should the regular season overtime rules in the NFL be changed so that they are consistent with the newly changed playoff overtime rules? That is a great question. This is referring to the change after the Bills and Chiefs game, the playoff game last year. We all remember that one, where we all, th- I believe the Bills should have gotten the ball after, or at least one time in overtime. That's why they changed it. And I do think they should change it in the regular season. You can argue that playoff games are more important than regular season games, which they are, but some of these overtime games in the regular season can end up hurting a team when they're trying to make a run for the playoffs. So if you're going to change them in the playoffs, I think you should change them in the regular season. That's my answer to that question. Second question, another good one. This is a scenario. The game is tied, one second left. Which kicker would you want kicking the game-winning field goal from 50 yards? If I have to pick a kicker right now in the NFL, in the NFL right now, Justin Tucker, 100 times out of 100, I think he's arguably the greatest kicker of all time. If I'm taking a kicker that's not playing right now, I will take Adam Vinatieri just because he's shown that he can make kicks to win Super Bowls. He is clutch. I would put my trust in Vinatieri. So, for a kicker in the NFL, I'm taking Tucker. Kicker that's not playing right now, Vinatieri. All right, that wraps up the Q&A. If you have questions for the next episode, DM the Instagram at Off the Bench Podcast. Comment on the YouTube at Off the Bench Podcast or email them in to off the bench podcast 34 at gmail.com thank you everyone who tuned in i really appreciate it i hope you all have a great rest of your week and see you next episode thanks